0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We start here with a, a, a famous statement of the Sefer HaChinoch, why God gave this command to be so attentive to parents. Um, you could say it's very logical, and in fact, the Medrash says that the non-Jews, when they heard that this was one of our Aseret dibrot they were very impressed. And the Sefer Chinuch says, of course, that is clear that that's part of it—to to have a korasato to someone who took care of you, um, and not to uh, respect and, and, and take care of and recognize what someone has done for you—that would be a ish naval, somebody who is a, a, a low life. What are you, you're acting like a stranger, it's a ma'usa Everybody would say someone who's not kind or caring about their parents is clearly a, a, someone who's a worthless person. Masav HaChenech adds another aspect which they love? Yes. I had a customer, a Filipino customer, he was like 60 years old, he was taking care of his mother she was ninety some years old and he used to tell me Americans they have mother in one year one day a year and father one day a year you're right and 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 as someone who worked in a nursing home, I am very acutely aware of of an attitude that has developed it wasn't the attitude in my home and um, but you're right there has been a tendency to to say it's too much. One of the things Seber adds is, Think about the fact that the reason why you're here in existence, forget about what they diapered you and gave you food, just the fact that you are in the world and that you sprung forth to walk on this planet was because of your parents. And therefore, of course, you need to give them all the honor you can even if they weren't so great in terms of how they raised you and maybe there was an absentee father and an over-smothering mother. If you realize this, the Sefer Chinuch says, then you will come easier to recognize that there's a creator as well. Because if you recognize what brought you in the world, that gets you thinking more abstractly about the force of God that brought you and brought your parents all the way back to Adamarishon into the world. And therefore, if it wouldn't be for God and His great creation, you wouldn't have existed, you wouldn't have been able to continue. So it's almost like training. It's like a training wheels when you honor your parents to, as a mature person, come to recognize the debt you owe in God and what He does for you and, 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 and causing. The incredible laws of biology and physics for you to become a human being, and most so of all, you're saying that Adam Harishon didn't have this uh, mitzvah. Adam Harishon had fulfilled the mitzvah in a different way. In other words, we. In other words, he's saying the purpose of the mitzvah Moshe is to recognize God ultimately, and therefore. The way to do it is a child who doesn't really understand abstract concepts. He doesn't understand there can be a being without a body and a creator. It's hard for him. But a child and a a young person does understand a parent and does understand a little bit of biology. And therefore, the practice that we get, It, it inculcates within us a recognition of something greater. Now, Adam, of course, understood that God had created him. So it's almost like Adam HaRishon didn't need uh, the mitzvah. Especially, one of the things that we could come to recognize what God gave us was our souls. The nefesh umaskeles. Nefesh yodas umaskelis, That we have been chosen to be the supreme intellectual beings that walk this planet. Because if if we weren't uh, gifted with this mind and ability to think and comprehend, what would we be? <laughs> We'd be just like another, what they call a dumb animal. And therefore, by thinking about doing Kiberav, the Sefer HaKinuch says that it it, it strengthens your sensibility about how much we have to serve God. And again, yeah, it's been said by others, but very eloquently by the Sefer HaKinuch. Which really leads to a very interesting Chakira, uh, an interesting theory that uh, Rabbi Yosef Babad he wrote a book called <laughs> Minchas Chinoch. The Sefer of Chinuch, we don't know who wrote the Sefer. We know it was written probably by a Levy, it seems, and it probably was someone in Spain. And it seems like it was from, based on the names that are quoted, it seems that it's a uh, a late 13th century book. It's extremely popular. We talk about Kiberav. It was the safer that my father eventually studied with me every week. So I have a particular, I've mentioned this to you, I have a particular Chavivos for the book. But there was another book that was written by one of the, the real great... Um, uh, writers of the 19th century of Yosef Babad. He was the Rav, you might know Dr. Kogan, the city Tarnopol. That was He was the Rav of Tarnopol, And um, the name of the book is called Minchas Chinuch, which is, he goes, he uses the Sefer Achinuch to uh, speculate and push the envelope on so many different mitzvot in ways that no other author had done before him. And it was- Rabbi Kivilech, his descendant is the uh, food uh, mashkiach, That's his descendant, Rabbi Babad. Babad in the sh- I'm not sure it could be. There oh. are many of the Babads are uh, are descendants of, of 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 Yosef Babad, the uh, Minchas Chinuch. Okay. So the Minchas Chinuch uses the book, the Sefer Chinuch. Uh, he doesn't dismiss it, but it's it's a masterpiece. And if you're looking for a bar mitzvah present for a good balkishro and someone who you know is going to learn you cannot go wrong with a minchas chinuch it's one of the the the, the sweetest svarim that a person can learn so here is one of the minchas chinuch's beautiful chakirot and you can see right here he says I have a safek we know the Rambam based on the Gemara says aveiro t'medanum lecha lo mahani tshuva lo yom ad shirat chaveiro right because you can't just clap al khet, you can't just do vidui, whether it's for the last, for the next 30 or 40 days. If there's someone that you hurt, someone that you insulted, someone that, that takes umbrage on something that you've done, you need to go and appease that person. So it could be, what about kibidav? Kibidav, you didn't listen to your parent of what they wanted you to do. There was a mitzvah they asked you to do, something they asked you to do. And that was part of Kibbudav. Now, let me explain something. If so, any person that you hurt or insult, scream at, embarrass, that obviously is bein aram And and your parent is no worse for that. But there's something extra called kibbud where you have to be so attentive to the, what they want. And if they ask you to make the egg for them, you have to go and do that. You can't use an excuse. And there's a certain extra, the extra layer of respect and what we call listening that doesn't apply to other people, that only applies to parents. Is that part, aspect a din in Beinotim Lechavero, or is it Lamako? Because it could be, as the safer as Minchas Chinoch says, Dixeret Akatovu denosef al Kibbet adam more than the way you have to treat any normal person. If it's a, if it's a normal, like between ourselves, no one, okay, I'm, I, I'm not really your Rebbe, but if I would be your Rebbe, let's say you'd have to be because I'm your Rebbe. But let's say I wouldn't be your Rebbe. Let's say we'd all be, let's level the playing field. We can't hurt each other. We can't be over our nose and things like that. But When it comes to a parent, you have to do more. So the what Babad thought was imlo kibdo after the Iraq Maybe this is what God has demanded you do. Especially as we know, it's a ladder to Him. Especially according to the Sefer Chinuch's way, not not Minchas but the 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 the, the, un, uh, the anonymous author of Chinuch says. So it could be this extra layer, this extremely demanding mitzvah, is a Bein Odom Lemako mitzvah. It's not a Bein Odom Lechavero mitzvah. Why? The Bein Odom Lechavero Eino Elo B'mash shovel LeKol Odom. Avokan Urak Ba'ov And since it only exists, you only have to have this sort of extreme honor, respect, and, and and worry only about a parent, so maybe it's a mitzvah in odem and if you and therefore you don't have to ask mechila for your from your parents. It'd be it be great to ask mechila. but let's say they don't give it to you, so you would still have done whatever you needed if you do tshuva enough towards God. If you do enough, if you have kharata and you do the tshuva from God, and you accept upon yourselves to be a better child and, and honor your parents, even though they are grumpy and misanthropic and don't want to be molchiliu, it's not like the guy down the street that you that you screamed at once publicly or got in a fight with that you need to get mechila from him. Your parents, of course, you'd want to be in good terms with them, but it's ultimately a bein adam lamakom mitzvah. That is the brilliant... Idea that Rabbi Yosef Babad thought of, and therefore, or maybe the other way, since God, true, without the mitzvah, you you wouldn't have necessarily thought that such uh, reverence needed to be had. But once God has tethered it to a certain human being even though without God's command, you wouldn't have known it. But once God tethered it to human beings, so now it's a Bein Lechavero mitzvah. And therefore, you need to make sure to get your parents a Mechila before Yom Kippur, or in general. So you would think, okay, but Chacham Avadia and his son also were very taken by this Chakira, and it's brought in the Yalkut Yosef. Yesh omrim, shem odam over al mitzvuz kibin aveim. right? That milvad masha misvad al kach kipurim you have to ask mechila on air Yom Kippur, like all mitzvuz ben onam that you have to be meratsah. V'yesh cholkim v'yomrim, temitzvuzui v'chua al mitzvuz ben onam l'mokom v'yom ha-kipurim g'am v'li sh'yeva kashmem so he brings both possibilities. Uh, and, and I'm not sure, it must be that there are proofs for each side of what we call the hakira. A hakira is a, is, is, is a way of thinking about something in two different ways. This hakira, there are two tzadim. Rav, Rav Yitzchak Yosef says there's opinions each way, but the ikar is the, like the svararishona. rishona. That it is a Be'noram lechavero, and you would have to ask Mechila. Similarly, he also points out what about another Navkamina in this Chakira? We know that we paskin mitzvah strichos kavana. That you, in order to really fulfill a mitzvah, you have to think, I'm doing this because God has commanded me. I can't just. It just can't the action can't just occur. The action needs to be connected to your understanding and intent that you're doing God's will. Now, some say off you don't need kavanah for a mitzvah. Why? Because mitzvah lechaveiro don't need kavanah. In other words, the mitzvah of 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 of, of which is lechaveiro. The mitzvah of, of returning gezel, the mitzvah of let's say the the kamocha, the mitzvah of being meschased with someone. You don't have to think I'm doing this for the sake of a mitzvah. I'm doing this to be a mitzvah. In fact, azov tazov imo, helping the person who's on the road and his animal has uh, has lost its uh, pack. And you're helping the person repack it. You, you There, there's no din. Oh, I'm doing a mitzvah. I need to stop and think that I'm doing this mitzvah. No. Bein we don't need kavanah. So, according to what we just said, if kibbana ba'em is bein maybe <laughs> it doesn't need kavanah. Right? So, and he, remember, he said before that that it's Be'ik or Be'in right? God God made it connected to those people, and that's why you need to do, you have to ask Mechila from them. But here, Rabbi Yosef takes it the other way and says, no. Some say, even though it is Be'in Odom it's also Be'in Odom And for the Be'in Odom L'malkom, you have to be Mitzvah. In other words, the first hakira is, maybe all it is Maybe it's either Bein lamokom or Bein Odom Either or. So on that, Chocham Avadi and his son feel that it's Bein Odom definitely. But it's also Bein lamokom in terms that you should have kavana that you're doing L'shei Mitzvah. So therefore, and especially he says it's easy to be Machmir. Efsher L'achmir but Nakel. So therefore, when you do it When you go, when you go to visit, when you make those eggs, whatever you do for your parents, think that I'm doing this the same way when you put your tefillin on, you're thinking you put your tzitzit on, think that you're being mekayim that mitzvah for your parents as well. Which is exactly what Rav Nisan Karevitz says. Uh, Rav Nisan Karevitz says that obviously you need, to, like, the, you're connected to God, but the Torah is gives this kavod to your parents. They're the ones can the, decide. This is the way he explains it. If they can be mochel the kavod, clearly they're in control. In other words, if they can say, "I don't want the kavod," so obviously it's not just God's mitzvah. And we know a parent can be mochel kavod, he's not supposed to be mochel but he's able to be mochel kavod. If the parent can be mochel so that's a proof. Rav Nisim Karevitz said that it's a ben adam lechaveru in terms of uh, asking mechila and things like that. Let's do one more element here on, on kibbutav before we go to the Yershalmi. The um, of course, the Gemara says how you do kavod and how you do mora. Kavod is really all about taking care of their physical needs. Machil, mashke, malbish, machnis, which means you know to make sure they get in. It isn't it? Isn't to accompany them but to, to, to be se- they should be secure when they're walking, that they should feel comfortable when they're walking. It's, it's like feeding them. And of course, morale we know, is not contradicting them. One aspect that we know from the gemara, of course, is that, you, that when you do these things, when you take care of their needs, when you walk with them and feed them, dress them, you need to do a upon vipanam yafot. Because, as we know, the Shulchan Aruch says, you could buy the most expensive these patumot, Tarnagolos meputomos. You have these um, these stuffed hens, the stuffed hens that have beautiful stuffing in it. But if the, if the expression on your face is is a uh, dastardly one, neneshalov. And of course, the, as as the uh, Ramo points out. It's possible, as we know, we did this Gemaraf. You remember in, in Brachot, we did it in the Yishalmi, and we Or no, it wasn't in Brachot. It was in Paya. <laughs> you're forcing your dad to work along with you in a millstone, grinding hard work. But you're trying to save him, that he doesn't have to remember, that he doesn't have to be drafted to work for the government and you speak to him, and you say to him, I know it's tough that I'm making you work, but dad, it's going to be much worse for you someplace else, and I love you, and I care for you. So as the Gemara says, and you can see here, he quotes to your no chelalam So sometimes you, you weren't feeding him, but just your attitude is so important. Um, but then he adds, but there's other things too. He doesn't say what they are. There's other things that a regular shamash would do, a regular manservant would do. You've got to do that as well for your parents. So what are we talking about here? What things are we talking about? So let's take a look at, again, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef from the Yalkut Yosef. Gam bedvaram she'enam mitzorache mamash. For example, In other words, to go out shopping for them, right? Or to organize uh, that they can go on shopping trips. Also, it's not mentioned to clean their house, right? I mentioned already before about cooking eggs, and also to go to CVS or Walgreens. I'm not sure what the drugstore in Israel is called, but to go bring them the medicines when they need it. Obviously, you need to, <laughs> it's not just what's in the Gemara. Um, now, the, uh, there's really no sheer, as we know. Um, an interesting uh, aspect when we talk about attitude as you know there are two mechiltas there's the mechilta of Rabbi Shmuel the mechilta of the Rashbi in the mechilta of Rabbi Shmuel it says kabe desavicha ve'simecha shomei ani b'dvarim ta'mid lo mar kabe deshashem mahonecha from this mechilta, it seems not like the gemara and Kedushin. The gemara and Kedushin says what is kavod, feeding them, taking care of them, and there's a tanai to do it with good dibur, right? mashke That's the brayta that's mentioned in the gemara and Kedushin. But if you if you analyze an earlier source, the mechilta which is on the psukim in the Aceros Sadibros. There it says, Kabei HaShem I would say, when I see the word kavod, kavod is essentially the way you speak to someone. But it's more than that, because there's another Pasuk in Mishle that says, Meho necha, and I connect this Kabei to Kabei So the the great author of Elezer Azkari in the Charedim says that it's actually dibur is the essential thing. Dibur is actually more important. So that's why you're always supposed to use dibur. Like for example, this is based on the Gemara, if someone knows that um, they would do you a favor for your own sake or for your father's sake. So, you should actually mention your father or mother strongly. Asu Because this way, when when the person does you that favor, your father is being mentioned. Now, obviously, if your father's unpopular, <laughs> don't mention him. But that is the way your are with um, and, and, and the way it has to be is actually not only soft speech, but kavod. And you have to, in a sense, imagine that you're speaking to a, a, a royal person. He says, That's what kavod means. The drash says you have to feed them. But it starts essentially the way you speak. Look, everybody grew up and probably heard this. Is that the way you talk to your mother? Is that the way you talk to your father? That is really the essential way we interact, is the way we speak. And that's the way we continue to interact with people. So speech is clearly the essential mitzvah, according to the harim. Obviously, it begins in the heart, recognizing them as something great, but also practically the way you speak to them. And and therefore, that that needs to be essential. Um, Similarly, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef says that if you see your parents are upset about something, speak to them. Say, Dad, what's the matter? Why are you upset? Try to make them happy. Try to tell them a good joke. Try to make them think a different way. I was just telling a friend of mine last night, and um, and I'm not bragging about myself, but uh, I, I I was Zocha to to be mukayim this. My my father's my mother passed away uh, thirty years ago yesterday, suddenly, from a brain aneurysm, and my father passed away ten years later. So for ten years he lived without my mother. Seven and a half of those years he lived in my home. I don't know, if, Sheila, If you remember when he was living with me, yeah, yeah. You remember, right? Anyway, yeah, He's so, um, so my dad lived uh, in my home, and uh, but before he moved in with me, he just got rid of everything that was in the house. My mother had died suddenly; she had beautiful, wonderful things, uh, really beautiful furniture. You know, my father did not was not a fancy person but he gave her money every month to buy a new dress and they were married, you know, close to 50 years. So, uh, well in America, 40 years, they were in Europe before that. And, uh, so there was 40 years of dresses and you could imagine, uh, there were, they were some nice ones and and other beautiful things in my parents' home. My father was so upset. He just had them do a tag sale and, and he just left and, uh, he got into the car when he saw everybody pilfering around the house and just uh, uh, you know checking everything out and the house wasn't his home anymore; it was just a shop and 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 my mother's beautiful things and stuff in the house was just uh people were just they made a tag sale or, or a, uh, uh, a a an estate sale anyway, it was very difficult for my father to watch that, so we got into the car. Uh, sometime in the midday, in the afternoon, and drove straight to Chicago. And I remember I was waiting up for him and staying up for my father. And he was very, very upset about it. And I remember I was waiting up and nervous for him. At 2.30 in the morning, he finally showed up. And I was up waiting for him, looking out. You know, of course, there were no cell phones for me to be calling him and to finding out where he's on the road. You know, At that time, he was already... My father was born in 1913, and this is going back to about um, 1991. So he was already, uh, you know, uh, uh, close to close to 80 years old, and I was quite nervous about it. But anyway, he did arrive, and we sat there talking uh, and, and about the situation. And I sat and talked with him the whole night till the morning, and and that's. What again, what you need to do i i i I'm so sad I don't have that capability anymore, but that's what a person has to do. A person has to say in other words, my father my brother, used to many times call my father and tell him how how difficult his job was that the other mashkichim were not, were not good to him, and, and the tenant was lousy. And my father would say, I can't hear it. My father would say that it was difficult for him to hear the Tsaris, that the family was going on. So you have to be careful. Many times, if we are Zolchot, to have our parents alive, we think we can tell them stuff. But sometimes they're not in the emotional state to be able to hear our, all the pain that we have. So unless they really need to know, but if you know that by telling them something, they're going to be hurt, even if it's something that you need them, don't think that they're your emotional rag doll. Don't think that they're the same people they were when they were, they're this tower of strength that you can go talk to them. Because when you tell them the things that, that hurt them when they hear it, you haven't gained, maybe, so, of course, sometimes you need their advice. But if you just need to vent and tell them how, how how your boss is a mamzer or whatever it is, and, and, and how you can't or you can't stand what's going on with your kids. Could be they can give you some advice, but if they, if they're just going to feel bad, then you've also been over the aver of kibud by using speech in in the wrong way. Um, and as he says that um, the sefer Haredim, and this is a very important idea. Which is that most covered, even though it, it reflected in the speech, but it's also in the heart, as the pasuk says, "Mi yoger baalecha." Who can be in the O of Hashem? Nivze be'enav nimas. Meaning what? Someone who is buzzwy in his mind. Nivze be'enav nimas. He's the one who's yoger baalecha. What does that mean? Eine that you're thinking that you are mo'us If that's the way you think about yourself, but yirei Hashem, yechavein. So for yourself, you look at yourself like you're nothing, David HaMelech says. But people who fear God, it's the opposite. You view them as great. So that is the Haredim's proof that kavod is essentially the way you feel about someone you know, uh, Moshe, I know you, uh, you're makbit to say kvot arav, and many sfaradim are, but the main kavod is, is to feel it. <laughs> That's true kavod, the Sefer say Haredim says. If I kibur b'dvarim, u b'maysa then... So, well, Arab, can I ask a question? Do you feel it by me? <laughs> Most of the time, Moshe. <laughs> I, so that means I still have to work. You know what? I don't feel it when I don't deserve it. <laughs> but uh, but but the Sfarim have a beautiful minag. Kavod, kavod. But 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 when we think about kavod, what we need to work on is really internalizing that. Um, because if you if you just if you say yes sir, or, wow hi sir, but really in your brain you think this guy's the biggest jerk I've ever seen in my life. My father, I, I, I got to talk this way to my dad, otherwise he's going to beat me up. That's not really kavod. Um, that's not covered. Um, he says that's Put this out. Of course, Peh is important, but Haredim wants even more. Elezer askari from Tzfat, he wants to go even further. Of course you need Peh. You need Meiseh. And you definitely need Dibor. But even more than Dibor, he says, you need internalize. And, and how do you do that? You have to use your imagination. You need to imagine that they are something special. And and if you really think it, then you can convince yourself that that's true. And that's hard to do when you're 30 or 40 years old. It's easy to do when you're 10. When you're 5, Abba can do anything. But you need to work on this throughout your life to find the Nekudah, that can allow you to view your parents in such a way. Um, so uh, how do you do that though? How are you able to do that? Um, and so Ravnisi really Karelitz really. explains, okay. the way you do this is, The way you do it is, first of all, think about what the Sefer Chino says. Okay, they're not so smart. They're getting a little bit uh, absent-minded, uh, but I've got to view them as the ones who brought me into the world, no matter how old I am, and I have to remember what they did. So therefore, even though in, lo- in brains they're not like you and in other things they're not as developed as you are, But still, you treat them like the Seferachin, like the Haredim and the Chayorim says, because you know what they've done for you. Now, and that's the way he feels it could happen. Um, Rebecca Volevich? Yes. I I feel that, uh, I mean, it works for me uh, in terms of what I'm trying to do. You start with the mitzvah that the mitzvah is big and you work your as a, as a grown-up I'm talking about, yeah. and you work your way as you said correctly you have to find the Nikudah you have to work with the mitzvah I, I agree with you in terms of that you that, have to figure it out how and the boundaries of it what you can do, especially in a uh, obviously baltru situation it's, it's uh, ten times more complex than you can imagine I agree but, but uh, as a, if you work from the mitzvah, I find it somewhat somewhat workable to an extent. Right, so. but the question is, have, do we ever do we ever fulfill the Charedim's admonition of actually feeling it? That's the question. And 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 because um, what he in the Chayyotim, of course. Um, who was a big lover of the Sefer Haredim. He studied it with his with his son who passed away. He had a son, Moshe, who died young. Um, and, and as Karelitz, Rav Karelitz says, you don't lie. You don't make him more than he is, but there's a way to come up with a trick to do that. Uh, Rav Karelitz says, for example... Like you could look at someone who isn't as smart as you who doesn't have such a great family life as you, but has a certain aspect that 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 is is better than you. You see something that a person has, so you can honor him for that aspect that he has that's better than you have it's not because he did anything. And that's the way he feels. You need to uh, submit yourself to your parents, even if you you have outdistanced them. Whether it's like you say, Doctor Kogan, in terms of in terms of your religious life, or just because you're more schooled than them, because you're more you're you're more elevated than they are. You do it from <laughs> a- what can you do it from a-, <laughs> a I mean, they're the ones who sent you to school. Right, that's what he says. That's what K- Rav Karelitz says. So even you use HaKoros to treat them, even though as as something greater than you. He says, even if they become a situation where dementia has sat in, or they totally don't understand you, you still need to find that aspect. Now, even if when when they speak to you, you know, they, they insult you and hurt you, you need to just be quiet. Now, um, what is uh, Karelitz gives an example how to do that? Let's say somebody had saved your life, you had fallen into the uh, the river and he jumped in and saved you, or there was a person who you you would have lost your house if you weren't be able to make a certain mortgage payment, and this guy heard about your situation and, and gave you the money you needed so when you see that person, you look at him like he's great. And even though you're a bigger Talmud Chacham, you have better Midos than that person, but you always remember, like you said, Sheila, what that person did for you. Because you're always remembering that Tova, because it's so real to you. Can and you that's also... What, that's closer go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean to try. Uh, can you also... Know that they're closer to Har so they're inherently greater. I think that's a tougher tougher to do, especially with Dr. Kogan and his and what uh, Rav Karelitz is speaking about. They're speaking about a parent who 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 is cruel to you, a parent who uh, is perhaps lost a lot of their um, their mental faculties, or as Dr. Kogan said, a parent who is uh, antithetical to religion. Um, uh, a parent, which happened, you know, in the 20th century, you know, there are many of those first, uh, the second generation American kids who went off to better schools and were able to become more sophisticated and uh, they weren't as grimy as the, as the immigrants who came over. There was a lot of tension between first and second generation there. And uh, Rav Karelitz feels this is the way to go. Uh, Rav, Rav Dessler says it a little bit different. Rav Dessler says that, and this is what I was saying before that Dr. Cogan picked up on, you need to find the way, even let's say your parent's not from, but the way your parent gets nachas, let's say reading the paper and is is, is, is happy, the way your parent can, can find calmness in some... Uh, so... And let's say you're a very nervous person. Wow. My parent has, is, is able to really find a, a way to disconnect from the, the, the hustle and bustle and, and just live with comfortably within their own skin. That's the type of, that's an example, right? Or it might be the fact they're not from it all, but their feeling for Eretz Yisro is very, very strong, or something like that. Um, or, or 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 their or their sense of uh you know uh, how they wouldn't cheat on their taxes and how every cent was important or or, or even their patriotism to their country how much that meant and how, and you could you could build that into a reality you might exactly. have to be a little supposed to do for everybody for your parents especially, though. Right, because, I mean, not Homer, your parents, but... You no, know, but otherwise, Sheila, you're missing the mitzvah, according to the Kharedim and the Chayodim. In other words, you, you need to see them as greater than you. You need It can't just be a, a baloney thing that you imagine them as as, as as handsome as Redford, as smart as Stephen Hawking, as, 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 as strong as Schwarzenegger, whatever it is. You, you can't just imagine them as, as, as something they're not. Or as, as as much of a tzaddik as as Avram Avinu and as Rav Kivager, and they aren't that. So what you need to do is is is, 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 is look at them in rose colored glasses, but take a point that's true, and work on it, and and, and therefore really appreciate them, because because I actually don't know if Rav Karelitz's Aitzah works. I, I think people want to be appreciated for who they are. The way Rav Karelitz says is to say to yourself, I'd be dead if I wouldn't be alive if it wouldn't be for this person. I, this should be like someone who gave me a million dollars so I could pay my mortgage and own my house. Th- th- that's what Rav Karelitz says you should be imagining. That might work. But I think, I think, here's my point. I think your, your parent will pick up on it that you don't really respect them. That your parent will pick up on the fact this is where I think Rev Dessler's explanation. It's harder to get to, but I think when you appreciate your parent, let's say, for being able, you know, to enjoy themselves and knows how to find the space or whatever it is that you create, the parent will get that. And, and, and it'll come out. And, and the parent will see that even though you don't share many commonalities and religiosity and other things, the parent will sense the respect that you have for them because they'll see that as something truly authentic. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.